You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. I feel like you kind of start to feel it a little bit as you get closer to the season, but I think it's important that, you know, this week especially, we kind of just stay in tune to the things that we need to work on and grow at as a team and um, finish this week out strong before we really start getting into the season. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. Marcus Zeps is talking about he can feel it. He can start to feel it. The regular season's getting closer and closer and closer. And really, if you're looking at the calendar with college football week one officially getting underway, well, starting tonight, there's only one more weekend where there's not NFL action for a very long time. Next weekend, we'll be talking about NFL action. Of course, we'll be talking about the Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Raiders on the road taking on the Denver Broncos. That'll be next week, September 10th. Final week without NFL action. Man, that's exciting to hear that. But you heard Raiders safety Marcus Epps right there, who looks to be a big addition to this Raiders defense. And, you know, I look around that whole Raiders defense, and I look at the guys that were brought in, the guys that were drafted, and, of course, the guys that were already there, like a Max Crosby, like a Chandler Jones you know, you have a divine Diablo, guys like that, see them coming back, Nate Hobbs, and think, okay, it's time, to, it's time to put up or shut up. So they're gearing up, getting ready for the Denver Broncos. It should be a fun test right out of the gates week one. And so I'm getting excited because we're getting closer and closer and closer. So we won't have to speculate. We won't have to talk about what a team could potentially do, this, that, and the other. We'll actually be talking about what a team does. And that is going to be so much fun. And hopefully the Raiders do not disappoint as a team and they're able to make Raider Nation very proud. I know that's what head coach Josh McDaniels wants to do. I know that's what GM Dave Ziegler is attempting to do. And, of course, all the coaches on that staff and the players in that locker room want to do the same thing. Big show lined up for you today like we do each and every day. Vinny Bonsignor will join us. He was over at Raiders practice earlier today. He was able to check out some of the guys that were there. And now that it's the regular season practices instead of training camp, it's a very small window. So when I don't go over there, it's because, well, there's other things that I got going on throughout the course of the day. So that little 30-minute window or 15-minute window that they allow us to take a few pictures and videos isn't really worth it for me, right? But for a guy like Vinny Bonsignor, it makes a whole lot of sense. He's, of course, writing about the team each and every day. He's talking to people each and every day that I'm not, I'm not part of those conversations. So uh, we'll have Vinny on to give you, be our eyes and ears for the most part of what's going on at Raiders practice, uh, you know, the additions that the Raiders have made, and they have made some additions. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. But everything going on with the silver and black, Vinny will join us at 2.30 to talk about, also talk about Tyree Wilson and the way that he saw the Raiders use him on Saturday against the Cowboys. And what does that mean for the Raiders' defense moving forward? Are we going to see a little bit different as far as uh, schemes and, and different styles, stuff that we haven't seen from the Silver and Black. And that was really a good conversation, real good conversation I heard this morning on the morning tailgate with Clay, Lindsey, and Vinny. And they were talking about just that. And it was, it was based off the fact that Josh Jacobs had mentioned that what he noticed from the team already is their speed and their intelligence. And I know that that's something that the coaching staff has talked about, and really when it comes to their intelligence, because they want to be able to do a lot of different things, but you've got to have the players that can go and do that and execute it. And so what I noticed, one of the big things I noticed on Saturday against the Cowboys was the fact that Tyree Wilson was lined up in that wide nine. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a Raiders defense lined up in a wide nine. I really couldn't. So to know that you're going to see different looks, or I'm expecting to see different looks, and this is something we'll talk to Vinny about when he joins us at 2.30, 
I'm expecting to see different styles from that Patrick Graham-led defense, and, and they feel better about the players that they have that can execute it at a very high level. That's something to get pretty excited about. So, again, we'll talk to Vinny Boston. You're at 2.30, all things silver and black. At 3 o'clock, we'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. We had a, he, he met with the media yesterday. I was in attendance for that, but we didn't get a chance to really – get some of his sound bites that I wanted to get onto the show. So we'll definitely do that coming up at 3 o'clock. There's a couple sound bites that I have, I have uh, you know, pulled and sat to the side that I want to make sure that we get on the show. We ran out of time yesterday just because we were action-packed, and it came down to a decision. Do we, do we uh, play Josh McDaniels sound bites, or do we play Josh Jacobs? Yeah, I'm taking Josh Jacobs, especially since he hadn't been with the team, and that was the first time that he met with the media, and it wasn't on stream, so it was something that most people hadn't heard. So the, the better decision was Josh Jacobs, so that's what we did. So today we'll give that to Josh McDaniels coming up at 3 o'clock. Then at 3.30, there's usually always one or two interviews that I'm real excited and fired up about. This is one I'm really fired up about. It's so funny because I've been hit up on Twitter multiple times by different members of Raider Nation. It's like, Q, I think you should get this guy on your show, man. This guy, I think he'd be really good. I think, I think Raider Nation would love to hear from him. And it was so funny. The last time it happened, I was like, oh, I'm already ahead of you. He's going to join the show Thursday at 3.30. And they're like, man, you, you guys are always one step, maybe two steps ahead of us. J.T. O'Sullivan from the quarterback school. You've probably seen his work on Twitter. Uh, he puts out a lot of videos, and he's breaking down a bunch of different quarterbacks, and he's spent a lot of time with Aiden O'Connell breaking down, and you can go check him out on Twitter if you want to right now at the quarterback school, at the QB school, I should say. If you uh, want to go check him out, go ahead. Just check through, scroll through some of his videos. Really good stuff. And so, no joke, me and JT have been going back on uh, by way of email probably – I want to say all the way back to April before the draft, <laughs> right? So it's been a long time, and he's really been uh, swamped with a lot of work and, and a lot of film breakdown that he's doing. And so we've just kind of been trying to work it out and figure it out. But timing couldn't have been better, right? Because Aiden O'Connell had did some really good things in preseason. Aiden O'Connell opened the eyes of a lot of Raider Nation. And so now J.T. O'Sullivan, the QB school, is going to join us to break down Aiden O'Connell and everything he sees from a guy who teaches the quarterback position. I mean, this is going to be some fun, fun film breakdown. That's going to happen at 3 o'clock. Uh, J.T. O'Sullivan will join the show. Cannot wait to hear from him. Coming up at 4 o'clock, my new teammate. I, I like to call him my teammate because, well, he is. Evan Cohen. He's uh, actually from ESPN. He's going to start on ESPN National on the morning show with Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. That's going to start on September 5th. Matter of fact, the whole ESPN radio lineup, the new lineup is going to start on September 5th, and all the shows are going to come to you from Bristol, Connecticut, including the show that I'm on, Game Time. Game Night. It's Game Time. No, it's Game Night. <laughs> I better get it right. <laughs> there's, it's, you know, the funny thing, Ari, is there's different titles. There's different. It's Game Time. It's Game Night. It's Prime Time. All this. Well, it's game night, and I should know that because it's at night. So game night's going to be the name of the show that, that I'm a part of from 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So all the shows starting on September 5th are going to come to you live from Bristol. So this show, Unnecessary Roughness, will also be generated next week from Bristol, Connecticut. I'll get into more of those details. But Evan's going to join the show at 4. He's going to be doing the morning show. So what that, that will be is 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. Pacific time. And on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, we have a morning show as well that starts at 7 a.m., and we have Ed Graney on the show all the time. They're on from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. So, really, the morning show with Evan Cohen is going to lead into the press box on uh, ESPN Las Vegas. They'll go 3 to 7. Again, it'll be Evan, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman. Anyway, he's going to join us at 4 o'clock just to kind of talk all things NFL, 
kind of go through all the divisions that, that are in the league and, you know, talk about the favorites, talk about teams that, you know, maybe getting slept on. And we like to usually have someone national talk all things NFL. So Evan Cohen's going to do uh, uh, the favors for us this, today at 4 o'clock. And he'll also talk about the new show that he's going to be a part of. And uh, he does a really good job. He's also part of Good Karma Brands uh, uh, Broadcasting Company. He's on SiriusXM. Matter of fact, I believe he worked uh, for a while with JT on, uh, on Mad Dog Radio as well. So uh, it all ties together. So Evan Cohen will join us. Coming up at 4 o'clock, we'll talk all things NFL. And as I mentioned, he's uh, my new teammate. Or maybe I'm part of his new team. I don't know. But uh, either way, we're teammates now on uh, ESPN National Radio. So he'll join us at 4 o'clock. Ari will have reason or excuse coming up at 4.30. He'll hit you with some topics or hit us with some topics, and we'll decide if it's reasons or excuse. He takes over the wheels of steel, and he does a really good job at that. So that's coming up at 4.30. So as you can tell, we have a loaded show like we do each and every day. 2.30, Vinny Bonsignor, 3.30, J.T. O'Sullivan, and 4 o'clock, Evan Cohen from ESPN. In the meantime, in between time, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So off top, I want to let you know the Raiders just sent out an email letting us know about more additions that they made to the practice squad. So let's go ahead and go through those real quick. Uh, wide receiver Marquez Callaway was kind of uh, leaked out on Twitter. and Jeremy Fowler from ESPN put out last night that Marquez Callaway was going to be joining the Silver and Black by way of the practice squad. So they made it official just a few minutes ago. Uh, Isaac Darkangelo, the linebacker that they signed, I don't know about – Three or four days before that last preseason game against the Cowboys, they signed him back to the practice squad. Uh, Vitaly German, the, the guard that they released earlier this week, they, uh, they signed him back onto the practice squad. And uh, Janarius Robinson, the defensive end, he's uh, also joining the Raiders by way of the practice squad. And then the corresponding move that they had to make to get themselves within the 17-man the because they have, they have the international player that does not count against the practice squad, they released wide receiver Devin Ross. So those are the four new additions to the practice squad in addition to all the ones that they had signed uh, on yesterday when they sent the announcement over to us. And so uh, there you go. They have their full practice squad right now. And look, that could be changed. Someone else could become available at some point, and they say, you know what, let's go ahead and move on from this guy and bring this guy in. So uh, even though the roster looks like it could be set, I think that it's still a very fluid situation right now. Actually, currently the Raiders have 54 guys because they have a few days exemption with Josh Jacobs, and then at some point they've got to make a decision. All right, he's on the 53-man roster. Who's now not on the 53-man roster? So you kind of comb through uh, the, the guys right now, and you say, okay, which guy is expendable? Which guy could, they, could you see them moving on from? And that will determine basically who ends up going. And, of course, Josh Jacobs will be staying. So. Now that we got the little bit of housekeeping out of the way, now you know the, the practice squad additions. Like I said, we're jumping in the opening drive. I always like to bring a couple topics to the table. And this one, I think this is an easy topic today. It's two different questions, but they're very similar. It's just one's turning left and one's turning right. And you have to decide if you're going to turn left or you're going to turn right. And you're probably thinking, what in the hell are you talking about? Where are we going? Where is this car going, Q? Like I said, we're at a stop sign. And Raider Nation, you're deciding, are you turning left? Or are you turning right? And the reason I say that is the questions I have. The Raiders will surprise people this upcoming season because. And then you tell me why the Raiders are going to surprise people this upcoming season. You give me your reason for why the Raiders are going to surprise folks. Because right now, there's a lot of folks on the outside world that don't think the Raiders are going to be worth the salt this year. And that's fine. 
That's fine. Like I said, it's they're cool to have their opinion, and there's some people inside the Raider Nation that don't think they're going to be worth the salt. So the question is, the Raiders will surprise people this upcoming season because, and you let me know why. Now, the other side of things, the Raiders will disappoint this season because what? And you let me know. So you get what I'm saying? A left or a right, you're deciding which direction you're going to go. Do you think that they're going to surprise people this upcoming season? If you do, why? What's the reason why you feel like that they're going to surprise? And if they're going to disappoint, let me know the reason why you think they're going to disappoint. It's all on you. 702-365-9200. The don't be broke.com text sign is 69187, keyword R&R. And before we go to the phone lines, I'll even start off. And I honestly believe that the Raiders are going to surprise people. Now, I'm not saying that that means they're a playoff team. Let's not get it twisted. I know someone's tweeting out right now, Q just said they're going to playoffs. No, I didn't. I think that they're going to surprise some people, though, because there's folks that think that the Raiders are, you know, we, we've talked about it, a three-win team, a four-win team, a five-win team. I just don't see it. I just really, really don't. And, and, and again, I'll say that I'm, I'm stepping out on a, on a ledge of, of faith where I believe that, for the most part, Jimmy G is going to stay healthy. So, I, can, I mean, I can always put that asterisk, but I don't want to bring that really into this conversation. But I do believe that the Raiders are going to surprise some people because I do believe my eyes. And my eyes tell me, that that defense is going to be a lot better than that defense was last year. And I know what I saw was only training camp. I get that. I know what I saw was only preseason. I get that too. But there's just something about those dudes in that locker room, at that facility, and the intensity that they were playing with on defense, and the attention to detail that Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly and Patrick Graham and Jason Simmons and Rob Leonard and Josh McDaniels all had on making sure – that that defense was a lot better. And in Max Crosby's words, not mine, get some dogs. And as he said, we got some dogs on that defense. I believe that defense is going to be better. I think they're going to be more opportunistic. I think with the addition of Marcus Peters, I think with the addition of Marcus Epps, I believe with the addition of Robert Spillane, guys like that, Tyree Wilson, whatever, however long he plays, however many snaps he plays each and every game, and I do, as long as he's healthy, expect him to get ramped up each and every week. I think he's going to be a big addition. See what you get out of Chandler Jones, and you basically know what you get out of Max Crosby. One thing, though, I noticed that I, I heard when, uh, when, when JT was on, and I thought it was very interesting and intriguing, was the fact that, that Max could be used, and, and they're going to try to maximize. It's funny, play off his, uh, off his name, right? They're going to try to maximize his talents by basically not doing the same things that you've seen from Max year in and year out making him a little bit more versatile and setting him up in even more positions to succeed. And that was just a little nugget that I took away from JT's show. As a matter of fact, he's doing the State of the Raiders tonight with Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniel, Sandra Douglas Morgan, the president. Right, Season ticket holders know about that. Cats like me aren't involved in that. But JT is, and he's going to bring that back to the show tomorrow. And I think that they'll let you know. And they're not going to roll out their game plan and be like, well, this is what we're going to do with Tyree and this is how we're going to use Max. They're not going to do that. But I think that you'll learn a lot about that, that team. So when JT rolls out, uh, that state of the Raiders on the radio show tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm all tuned in because I do believe that this Raiders defense is going to be better with the additions that they've made and the mentality. A lot of it's mentality, man. That's that's. I mean, if you just want to be better, go out and be better. Now I, I get it. You can't out. You can't do better than what your your talent tells you you can do, but your effort, your attention to detail can be there. The mentality's got to change. That's something that Max Crosby said early in the offseason. That's something Marcus Peters said when he signed his contract. The standard's changing. I mean, he didn't have hardly any words to say when he signed his contract, but he did say that. Josh Jacobs on the other side said we need to, you know, address the roster. And when the, one of the first things he does 
when, when he meets with the media yesterday, he tells Vinny Bonsignor, I notice the speed and I notice the intelligence of the roster. After being there a day, that tells me a whole lot. So that's why I believe that the Raiders are going to be better. Now, what does that mean? Eight, nine, ten wins? I, I, don't mind, I don't mind going out there, and I know eight or nine wins aren't going to make it to the playoffs, but ten might. You got to have some, you know, ball bounce your way every once in a while as well, right? But eight, nine, ten wins, I think that that's very doable. That might not be satisfactory to a lot of people. I get it, but I think it's going to be – I think it's better than what a lot of people, especially on the outside world – believe this Raider team is going to do. But, I'm, hey, don't let me influence you. I want to hear from you. The Raiders will surprise people this upcoming season because what? Or the Raiders will disappoint this season because of what? 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let's uh, talk to our guy, Sean. Sean from Henderson. Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind? Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, I think they're going to surprise because I think the defensive line – underperform last year i think it's going to overperform this year and i think jerry tillery uh being there the full year getting coached up making better decisions i expect good numbers out of him maybe six seven sacks out of the middle. oh man we just lost him <laughs> we just lost him something either he hit a he hit some some bad spot on the 215 or something but sean i get what you're saying they're going to be better because of defensive line and look I like what Sean's saying about the defensive line, and obviously the Raiders care about the defensive line. They held on to 10 guys in that defensive line room. They have a 53-man roster. Well, it's 54 right now. 10 of those guys are on the defensive line. Think about that, 10. And something that Josh McDaniel said on, on Wednesday when he met with us, you know, we got to get guys to get to the quarterback. we got to get guys that can put pressure on the quarterback and stop the run. We do that, everyone else is going to be that much better. So obviously, just like Sean said, there's attention to detail when it comes to the defensive line. Let's go out to Sacktown, the 916. Let's talk to our friend Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Greg? What's going on, Q? Chilling, man, chilling. I think that the Raiders are going to surprise some people because, just like you said, they added the right veterans to the team. They added the right mentality, lunch pail guys to the team. And I think that that defense is going to be way better than people think. And another reason why I think, because Josh McDaniels, in this system, he has his guys, the guys that we he, we had already added with Jimmy G, and these guys that 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 relationship you always hear GMs talk about the relationship between the quarterback and the coach and yeah. the offensive coordinator is huge. Now you have a symbiotic relationship. I think that's going to do huge numbers for us. I got us as a top three offense this year. Ooh, there you go, top three offense. If that defense can support them then you could have some really good things. I, I don't know where they're going to come in as far as offense, but I'm like you. I think it has a chance to be really good. And you know, how fitting would it be? And I, look, I'm, I don't know that this is going to happen, but how fitting would it be that all the noise that we've been hearing as of late out of San Francisco about their quarterback situation with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold, and they trade Trey Lance, and you know, Kyle Shanahan is talking about Trey Lance yesterday, how great he is, and then he, he, he heard the, the comments that Jimmy G uh, made about there's always something going on, and he kind of just brushed him off. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't even listen to Jimmy. Like, just basically brushing Jimmy off. I'm sure everyone saw the clip from Stephen A. Smith talking about Jimmy G needs to shut the hell up. And, look, Stephen A. Smith is a teammate as well, but I think he's off base all the time. I'll say that. I think he's off base all the time. I thought that that was not accurate the way that he tried to, tried to portray Jimmy G. 
And I think that Kimberly Martin did a really good job of trying to explain it to him. Like, no, he was asked that question, and then he tried to clean it up. I, I had a lot of people tweeted at me, including Will Compton tweeted it at me. My man Vegas Jess texted it to me. I had all kind of people hit me with it, and I didn't even respond to it. I was just like, LOL, whatever. Stephen A. Smith talking about football doesn't even interest me, right? I mean, it just doesn't. And like I said, again, he's a teammate, but that's a teammate that you don't put in that game, <laughs> right? There's certain teammates that you're like, yeah, he's good for that, but he ain't good for that. So that's what I think when it comes to Stephen A. Smith. His thoughts on Jimmy G or football in general, I'm not really interested in what he has to say. Uh, my man, speaking of Vegas Jess, he hit us up and said, uh, the Raiders will surprise people because the expectations are low. So people will be surprised by the outcome. And that's also, that's also a part of it. The expectations are either not there, non-existent, or they're very low. And I'm not going to lie to you. When the offseason really got going, about midway through, and Jimmy G was signed and a couple of the free agents were brought in, I didn't know what to expect. Hell, I didn't know what to expect when training camp started. I'll be the first to tell you. I came in here and was like, I don't know. <laughs> people ask me how the team's going to do. Uh, shoulder shrug. I don't know. I gave him that, that MJ shrug. I don't know. You know? Because <laughs> I didn't know. But, again, I believe my eyes. What I see at training camp, what I've seen in preseason games, what I've seen from the body language of the players that are walking past me at the facility, I believe my eyes that the mentality is different. And, again, I believe that mentality goes a long way. Let's go back out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, boy Q? How you doing? I'm I'm blessed, man. How are you? Good, man. Good. Hey, look, man. I don't always agree with you, but I'm there. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does, brother. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got some people that that do, and rightfully so. But I I do 100% agree with you on this one. Um, I really think that they are going to surprise. And just like you mentioned, at the start of camp, even a little bit before camp started we probably all had very low expectations for the Raiders, right? There was a lot of question marks. But as camp progressed and the stories were coming out of camp, that this team was just on another level, training, working out, performing, joint practices, all of that was on the, just a different level this year. I think we all started to, to get a little bit more hope, you know, and backing the team. Now I'm looking at the schedule, yeah. and I, di I did a realistic win-loss with okay. And – me, realistically, I see them winning 10 games, realistically. Okay. I, I saw 10 teams on the schedule that were either right there with them or I feel we are better than. And it's because our defensive line really showed out, I think, uh, in camp. I think our defensive line is really going to make the difference to make the secondary a little bit easier on what they do. And our offense, I think, is just going to be explosive with Jimmy G not questioning everything Josh McDaniels is doing at the line. Right. And it's just going to flow really smooth. So I have to say, I agree. I think we're going to surprise, and it's going to be a nice surprise. We might not make playoffs, but I think we're going to have nine to ten wins. I like it. I like it. Hey, before I let you go, Mike, uh, how many yep. times have people said what I said to you? Mike Lowry. How many times has that happened? All the time, Phil. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know I already I mean? know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a bad boy. What can I say? I ain't mad at you. Hey, that's that's all right, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Anyone who doesn't know that reference, and I'm not a movie guy at all, but uh, that was Will Smith's name in uh, in, uh, in in Bad Boys uh, was Mike Lowry. And uh, so anytime I even – I don't know why. That always gets stuck in my head. And I don't know – I said it one day around the house. I was walking around the house. I was like, Mike Lowry. And the wife's like, why the hell are you saying that? I'm like, I don't know. 
It just got stuck in my head. But that's that's yeah, I knew I knew that that was an easy one, right? There's certain jokes that write themselves. But if if I'm Mike in that case, I'd walk in a room and be like, hey. Mike Lowry in the building. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I would do. Do you know, and this is a total side note, do you know that there is a, a quarterback in college football, his name is General Booty? Did you know that? Like, I know that's totally a side note. I know that I've lost half the audience now. But did you know that there is a quarterback in college football named General Booty? Did you know that, Ari? You heard it first. No. But I'm interested in and his was, NIL deal. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad that you said <laughs> NIL because that's why I know that there's a quarterback named General Booty. He did an NIL deal with an underwears uh, company, Brilliant. and it says Booty on, on the booty. <laughs> I can't even be mad at that. First I, of all, what an awesome name that is. I mean, I wouldn't love that I mean, as a name I would myself. Lo- I would love that name. If, if my name was Ge- Are you serious? If my name was General Booty, I'd walk in the building and be like, General Booty here. Watch out now. Yeah, maybe as an adult, as a kid, I don't know. That'd be rough. As a kid, you, you flex with rough. it, man. You flex with it. <laughs> You're either the most popular kid in the whole city or the They're most They're calling your on. name. You can't get mad if they call your name, <laughs> man. That's pretty good. General I, is the first name. So it's General, General Booty. Wow. And this is all I got to say. And this is what I said last night on ESPN when I learned this because that's where I learned it was <laughs> last night. As long as during the commercial you hear Bubba Sparks, booty, 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 <laughs> booty, rocking everywhere, that's all you need to hear. Man. If you hear that, it's a wrap. It's true. Yeah, wow. I didn't know that. So, shout out to General Booty. That's the, awesome. You think the parents were just like, let's just go for it. Maybe he'll just I become an no athlete. I have no idea and maybe what made the parents <laughs> name, name their kid General Booty, but I ain't mad at him. Right? And he ain't it's either. Brilliant. Like, in can retrospect. you imagine being in college and you're on the football team and you're walking by and there's a group of cheerleaders and they're like, oh, hey, what's your name? <laughs> General Booty. Act uh, like you know, girl. Almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just saying. Stop right there, but yes. <laughs> My These kind of things write radio. themselves. They write themselves. I'm saying that's great. Yeah, it is. So anyway, now that yeah. I got, I lost my track, my train of thought. It happens. But yeah, shout out to Mike for calling. I do appreciate you. That was from Mike Lowry right there. But hit us up six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. It's adobebroke.com text line. When we don't have a guest, you can hit us up at seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. The Raiders will surprise people this upcoming season because what? And the Raiders will disappoint this season because of what? You pick a side. It, it's not. It's not both. You pick a side, let us know about it. Vinny Bossador joins us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You guys are earning your paycheck out here. First day of pads, you're going to have a bunch of audio bites from the specialist. So, uh... I don't have any don't have any headlines for you about cracking skulls or anything out there, uh, but yeah, no 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 tackling circuits for the special teams. Uh, you know we're just out there doing what we do. It's unnecessary roughness. Now we go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. AJ Cole there. 
being A.J. Cole, right? Just kind of doing what he does. One of the favorites of the media. He always has something to say that usually turns into a good laugh or two. So uh, what he does do on the field never results in a laugh because he's, well, fantastic at what he does. One of the best punters in the league. So uh, there was A.J. Cole from just the other day. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Join us on the phone lines is our good friend Vinny Bonsignor. You can read all his work in the RJ. That's the Las Vegas Review Journal. And, of course, hear him every morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on the morning tailgate. And, Vinny, uh, one of the things I heard you guys talking about on the tailgate this morning that I thought was a really good conversation was the Raiders and their defense and how – how the players that they've brought in have the intelligence to be able to not dumb down the scheme but be able to play different styles and really get a little exotic. How many different ways do you think this defense is going to kind of set up their, their schemes and their looks as they're you know, taking on opposing teams like Denver week one? Yeah, and I think it's, there's going to be an improvement uh, on that. I think we saw a lot of the various ways they're going to use, utilize safeties uh, this year. Tyree Wilson lining up on the nine wide. I can imagine, I can, I can picture utilizing Max Crosby that way and Chandler Jones that way. Sometimes, you know, all three of them on the, on the field together, uh, creating, you know, if you remember watching like the old Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, you know, not old, but recently, how they, line guys upright and just you know sometimes that you would see four guys lining up getting ready to pass you know rush the passer uh and just confusing the 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 offensive line on where the pressure is coming from how are you going to block this is there a blitzer behind them i think you're going to start seeing that more and more uh with the raiders and as you mentioned uh, you don't just do that. You can't just put that in the playbook and expect guys to, to go out there uh, and execute it if there isn't a, a high level of football acumen uh, behind it. And I think that one of the things that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, tried to do this offseason was to elevate uh, that football IQ. Part of it is going to be with guys that are just in the system now for a second season. You know, guys like Divine Diablo and Trayvon Merrick and, and Nate Hobbs and Luke Masterson, the holdovers uh, from last year that are just going to be better off because they have a better understanding of the defense, a better starting point, and are much deeper into it now than they were uh, last year. But then you bring in guys like Marcus Peters and Marcus Epps and Robert Spillane and, and guys like that that uh, do and have been noted for having a high football IQ that are going to be able to lead it on the field, get it lined up correctly, get it communicated uh, uh, correctly. And so not making any you know bold predictions on what this defense is going to be able to do, but I think it's going to look different, uh, feel different, and probably play differently as well in a better way. Well, you know, Vinny, I said that the Raiders are going to be better than a lot of people expect. They're going to surprise some people. I don't know what that means as far as wins, but I do think they're going to be better than the, the national expectations right now. And I think because the defense is going to be able to complement the offense, I think just based off what we saw with our eyes during training camp and preseason, I feel like the defense is a better unit than it was a year ago. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and you know, uh, when you talk about – some of the cuts that they made defensively, I think everybody assumed Duke Shelley was going to be a, 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 a lock on the 53-man yeah. roster uh, and a lock to play a role on this team. But then they bring in, you know, a Marcus Peters uh, and David Long's played well, and Jacorian Bennett has looked good as a as a rookie at least through training camp in the preseason. All of a sudden, that changes that equation, and a good player, Duke Duke Shelley, is there's not enough room for him uh, on the on this football team. You go to defensive, you know, the defensive line. Uh, Matthew Butler getting getting released, brought back to the practice squad, obviously. Uh, Neil Farrell getting traded. Those those moves didn't happen because Neil and and Matthew weren't good football players or aren't good football players. The fact is, as of right now, 
Uh, there's players that are just better than they are <laughs> along the defensive line, and that's that's depth. That's bringing in, you know, uh, whether it's uh, Adam Butler and and, and Jenkins uh, as veterans, and drafting Tyree Wilson and Byron Young and Nessa Jade Silvera. Uh, that's what the kind of the Raiders set out to do to make it so that when they got down to the 53, it was going to be some difficult decisions, and that's exactly what it was. You're, you, you saw good players getting cut, released, or uh, traded. So, then uh, that's only a good thing for the Raiders. You know, and uh, that, that's the thing that on the defensive line, the Raiders kept ten guys, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of dudes on that defensive line. So of course they want to attack the quarterback, and hopefully everyone in the back end is able to do their job a lot easier with added pressure on the QB. So, Vinny, you you mentioned Tyree Wilson in that wide nine that he was lined up in against the Cowboys on Saturday. One, I hadn't seen that from a Raiders defense, and I couldn't tell you when, but. How often do you think you may see Patrick Graham kind of use Tyree Wilson like that? Well, uh, I think we saw <laughs> what that could look like. Um, it, it wasn't a perfect level because he didn't right. get the quarterback, but it was pretty darn near uh, as good as it gets when you talk about him being able to uh, make up the ground that he made up, coming with a little bit of a, of a, of a running start. you know. Mm-hmm. But, but then you start thinking about how quickly he did get to the quarterback carrying a 305-pound offensive lineman with him. It doesn't, that's not easy to do, Q. You know that, and I know that, and I right. think the people that understand football understand that that was a pretty impressive play. You know, in what is fifth rep in, in the NFL, he's doing something like that. Uh, I think that bodes well for the future. And to answer your question, I think you're going you're gonna to see that a lot. Why wouldn't you? He's a great athlete that could see over the line of scrimmage. He's every bit the six foot six, six foot seven. He's listed, uh, so he has a great vantage point standing up the way he does. And as he showed you um, on Saturday, the the ability to to get up the field in incredibly fast and quick manner is there as well. So it's something I think that the Raiders can uh, uh, take advantage of. You know, I'll also submit this. He played well against the run. Uh, there was a play that he made where he set the edge and turned the run inside to one of his defensive tackles who made the tackle. That's his job. There was also a play where he shed a, a, a blocker and made the tackle himself in run support. So this is a player that's not just a one-dimensional uh, pass rusher. This guy is going to be, with his size and quickness and long arms, I think he's going to be just as effective against the run as he is rushing the passer. You know, it, it makes it seem like uh, it, it's worth the wait, right? I mean, everything oh, that yeah. Raider Nation has been waiting for to see him out there on the field, it seems like it's ramping up to be definitely worth the rate, uh, the wait. And, and, and Vinny, I'm a big, um, you know, body language type guy, right? I like to see what, what people's body language looks like. I like to kind of see when they look you in their eye when they're talking to you. You got an opportunity to talk to Tyree Wilson after the game on Saturday. It was about a minute, minute and a half, whatever the case may be. We played it here on the show. What did you just take away from that interaction with Tyree? Yeah, and uh, I think it, it backs up everything that, you know, that, that I've heard about him, and I know you too. Uh, you've talked to you know, college coaches and, and high school coaches, uh, and everyone pretty much has the same universal um, description of him. A great kid uh, who just wants to get better is going to bring the lunch pal. I know, and, and I don't know if, if, if you heard this one. Uh, but you know, all of his coaches were laughing uh, at the at the suit he was wearing at the draft, yeah. and the, the the joke was that's not Tyree at right. all. Like he did that for the draft, and I think you know, uh, in public, everyone's like, oh, "Okay, this guy is you know one of those type of guys." He ain't. He's not mm-hmm. at all. It, that was just something that he did for the draft because in reality, he's a lunch pal, lunch pal carrying, um, you know, uh, conscientious kid that wants to get better. And I think the sky's the limit because when you look at 
what he has to work with, and not everybody has those tools. <laughs> you know, he right, right. he stood on the right line up in football heaven because yep. he got it all basically. And and if and if the conscientiousness that his former coaches and people that know him well, uh, if, if that rings true, then whatever ceiling is there for him. He's probably going to get to because he's going to want to get to it and know how to get to it and put the work in to get there. Uh, and if he does, I think the Raiders are going to have a pretty spectacular football player on their hands. All you need to know about Tyree Wilson is immediately after he got drafted and the Raiders sent the private jet to go pick him up and bring him back to Vegas to meet with the media, his family didn't go with him. It was him. It was just him. He was there to pick up his iPad and get to work. Like, that's all you really need to know, Vinny, about a young man, a young, young man headed to Vegas for probably the first time. He doesn't even get on the plane with his, with his family. Yeah, exactly, and that, and that speaks well uh, about him. I mean, obviously he wanted to enjoy the moment, but I think it automatically clicked into, in his mind, which it has in every stage of his career. This isn't, this isn't the destination right here. Uh, this is just the next, the next uh, uh, step of the journey, and I think he wants to be great, and I don't think he's going to be content just getting there, and there will be time to celebrate with the family. I'm sure they had a great party uh, back in te- Texas after it all, was all said and done. Uh, but but I think it's more important to him uh, to not just you know uh, act the part of being great, but be the part of being great. Yeah, there's no doubt. Vinny Boston, yours, our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Wanted to ask you about Josh Jacobs. You got a chance to talk to him yesterday by way of Zoom. He's back uh, for practice. He, he apparently looked pretty good. He sounded pretty good. What are your thoughts on J.J. and, and him ramping up for week one? Yeah, I just like that um, he kept it all in perspective. Uh, there was no animosity, obviously. He made that pretty clear. Um, you know, it was business. He understood it from their side. Uh, he also understood that, hey, uh, I, I, I understand what I bring to the table and what my value is, and I'm not going to come, uh, you know, uh, report until I get what I think that I, I deserve. Uh, at least at this moment, there's going to be another chance for a bigger payday uh, down the road, and, and I think the hope and expectation for both sides is that that gets done eventually. Uh, but, but he understood that you know, this was business. It was never personal. It was never acrimonious. Um, and when the time, when it got right down to it, uh, and it was time to play football, uh, I think both sides made whatever little concessions they needed to make uh, to make this happen. And I think in retrospect, you know, and we've, we've talked about this, Q, w- was it really that important for, for Josh Jacobs to be in camp anyway? I mean, I'm not trying to dismiss right. um, the importance of training camp, but there are certain guys and I would think somebody like Josh Jacobs, who know this, knows his playbook now like the back of his hand, understands how to get ready, understands how to keep himself uh, in shape. I think of all the types of players uh, that, that, you know, where, where training camp wasn't a big deal missing, I think he's in, in that category. Uh, and I don't, I don't think he's going to miss a step, you know, once he gets in. And, and in the process, uh, he was also able to stay healthy, so, which was the most important thing and is the most important thing because – uh, the Raiders need Josh Jacobs this year. They're going to need him for 17 games, and if there's anything beyond that, uh, they're going to need him as well. So uh, missing training camp, you know, frustrating maybe, and maybe you know the fans wanted to see him out there, but I think by and large, not that big of a deal. What kind of split do you think that uh, we'll all see week one against Denver between Josh Jacobs and Zamir White? Yeah, that's it. It's a it's a great question because you know Josh, and Josh is going to be, and I'm talking about Josh Jacobs, yep. not Josh McDaniels. Uh, but I think Josh Jacobs is going to be – you're going to have a fight on your hands, I would imagine, uh, if you try to uh, make it anything less like in a dramatic way to ease him back into the first game. I just don't think that that's going to sit well with him, and I think he thinks that he's going to be able to be fine. However, I will say that through the course of the season, and maybe it starts uh, with in, in this Denver Broncos game, I'm, I'm, at least I'm curious about this, to see if, if they try to keep him off target – 
for 340 carries that he got last year. That might be just a little bit too many. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe reduce that a little bit, uh, and, 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 but do it in a way that doesn't really take away from his overall effectiveness. Maybe give some more carries to his Zamir White, um, uh, you know, and, and, and be able to keep both of those backs fresh. Uh, so I, I do think that you'll probably, I would say, 18-8 maybe, something like that, 17, okay. to, 17 to 9 or 10 or so. I think, I think Zamir White deserves to get a little bit of run and, and get a little bit of a rhythm uh, because the Raiders still do need to see what they have uh, in him. And I think he could be effective carrying the ball um, you know, that amount of times. Final question for you, Vinny, and this is a question that I threw out to Raider Nation earlier. We've got a ton of uh, uh, answers already on our don'tbebroke.com text line. I said the Raiders will surprise people this upcoming season because why? Or the other end of that, the Raiders will disappoint this season because of why. I want to ask you, if the Raiders surprise people this year, what will be the reason why they surprise them? I think I think uh, it's going to be because the defense – I think all three levels of the defense are better. Uh, I like where they are on the defensive line and at linebacker, surprisingly enough. Uh, and, and, and definitely uh, on the back end. I think they're going to surprise some people uh, because they have a better defense uh, than, uh, than I can remember uh, covering the Raiders. In terms of disappointment, uh, I, I just think that Jimmy G gets hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if he gets hurt, then there's going to be uh, – and I, I don't think that – I think that's you know, kind of a no-brainer if he gets right. hurt. Um, there's going to be a little bit of a struggle, but I think that would be the, 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 the reason why they struggle. I don't think they're going to struggle. I, you know, I'm not sitting here saying they're going to win 12 games or 13 right. games, right. Uh, but I think they're going to be competitive this year, and I think they're going to be in a lot of football games, and I think they're going to win some of those close games that they lost last year. It's almost like we stand there at training camp next to each other and uh, you know, check out notes together because I basically <laughs> echoed the same thing that you just said. So it's almost like we're seeing the same thing out there, Vinny. I don't know. I, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I often find myself thinking about that, Q, and, uh, and it is fun sitting there talking ball with you, uh, you know, standing over there on, on the sidelines. And I, I, I think we kind of know what we saw. Uh, now it's on the Raiders to take what we saw and yep. what they put out there. And I think they saw it too, and they feel it, and they understand it. But it's now time for them to take that onto the field in some real games because it's up to them, yep. the bottom line, to shut up the naysayers and, and the doubters and all that. And, and, and all those are understandable. The Raiders have to prove it otherwise. And you earn that respect, and I think that uh, they have a good chance of doing that. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. It's all on them 100%. Vinny, what are you working on that we should be on the lookout for, my man? Yeah, uh, I'm uh, doing a story on Brandon Bolden and, and the special teams, uh, you know, uh, uh, special special teams traits that he brings to the team. And, and you know, uh, ironically finding out that his special teams coach at, uh, at Ole Miss now is a coach at, at UNLV. So uh, trying to catch up with him and, and, and Brandon to go down a little bit of memory lane because that coach was literally the coach at Ole Miss who told him, if you're going to go to the NFL, you might want to check out this whole thing called special teams. And it was <laughs> the first time in college that he did, and he did it really well, and it's literally been the reason why he's lasted so long in the NFL. So uh, I think for Brandon, he has a great appreciation for what that coach suggested at that time. And, you know, as a player at that, at that age, you're probably thinking, special teams, man, I'm a star. You know, I don't yep. need to be a special teams player. But yep. he learned that lesson really quick, and I think it's a cool thing that he shouted out the coach. I like that. I like that. Well, we'll definitely be on the lookout for that. Vinny, great conversation you guys had this morning, man. It was really intriguing and had me captivated. So keep up the great work. We definitely appreciate you. You too, man. Likewise. Thank you, sir. There he goes. Vinny Boston, you are great stuff right there. The Las Vegas Review Journal. That's a hell of a story right there about special teams because Vinny's right. You know, there's, there's, when you, you're playing a sport or you're doing anything, you think that you're the best of the best and that you don't have to do something that's not 
what you do, right? If you're a football player, I ain't got to do special teams. I'm the best running back. I'm the best wide receiver. You know, if you're a radio dude, you're on the radio, you're a star. You ain't got to do the work in the, in behind the scenes. Why do that? I'll tell you the funny thing that someone told me many years ago, Q, learn how to do production. If you know how to do production, you'll be in radio as long as you want. And, well, they weren't wrong. So production, I guess, is the special teams of the radio business. 247 is the time. We'll come back, get your calls and texts. We'll do it next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. I like to call it Studio Q. Of course, it's being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Here it's Unnecessary Roughness. Radio Nation Radio at 920. Want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Don't be broke.com. Text sign at 69187. Keyword r You can also tweet at us if you want. At Ari Produces. At r 920 AM. At your boy Q254. We've been asking the question. The Raiders will surprise people this upcoming season because. And you fill in the blank. You let us know why they surpri- will surprise. Or on the flip side, they'll disappoint this season because. And you fill in the blank. We get to the stop side. You make a left or a right. It's your choice. Holler at us. Bruce hit us up on Twitter and said the Raiders will surprise because uh, people because this offense looks like it could be deadly. If we can get a consistent pass rush, it will be a really good season. That's from Bruce on Twitter. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, how about this one for Trey in Kansas City? Preseason hype in the nation is crazy. We still don't have any linebackers or defensive tackles. The Raiders will disappoint because the nation's expectations are too high as usual. That's Trey in Kansas City, and that's why I ask on both sides. I don't want to lean the conversation. I don't want to influence the conversation. I'll give them my reasons why I think that they're going to be better. I don't think that they don't have defensive tackles. I do think that there's some defensive tackles on the roster that are going to be good. Uh, they've got to go out there and prove it, though. I mean, Trey's absolutely right. They've proven nothing. Just because we saw it in, in, in preseason and we saw it in training camp doesn't mean that it's going to translate into the regular season. They've got to go out there and show that, just like Vinny Bonson York said when he joined us. But I just believe from what I've seen, with my eyes, that they're going to be better. The linebacking room, I do agree with you, Trey, that they probably need one more addition. I keep pounding the table for Nicholas Morrow, who's out there and available right now. I would love to see them bring him in. But then, okay, who's got to go? Right now, the, line, the Raiders have five linebackers on the roster. They've got ten defensive linemen. I think that the defensive line has also become a strength of the Raiders. They've got to go out there and prove it. But I feel like it's become a strength. But, Trey, I, I totally understand it. And, you know, hey, fool me once, shame on them. Fool me twice, shame on me. I get it, right? Wait till they wait till they prove it. I'm okay with that. That's why I ask on both sides of the conversation. Robin Oakland said that comment about Stephen A. in football is spot on. When I'm able to tolerate his delivery, I think he's got some good, decent Eastern Conference insights. When he tries to talk NFL, I just listen to and laugh at his stupid ass. And, uh, yeah, I'm again, Stephen A., I got all the respect in the world for him, but I am not a Stephen A. football guy. <laughs> right? If he's talking about hoops, okay, maybe. But as far as football goes, I learned that lesson a long time ago. Uh, also, got another text real quick as we close out the hour. Then we'll get to we'll get to calls on the other side. Matter of fact, I know Mitch in New Jersey is patiently waiting. We'll get to you uh, at the top of the hour. My man Brad in Concord said, my reply to today's question may be a little far-fetched. I think the disappointment may lead to the surprise. I feel like the disappointment is that, unfortunately, Jimmy G goes down and needs several weeks for recovery. The surprise would be that O'Connell is able to step in and make at least a wild card push until Jimmy's back. Not sure if Hoyer's presence will change that, but I see this as a disappointment followed by a good surprise. Another great, tough question today. That's Brad and Concord. And that's a twist, (laughs) right? That's a twist for it right there, but I like how you're thinking, Brad. If something were to happen, maybe a guy like Aiden O'Connell steps in and all of a sudden gives a little extra juice. 
to Raider Nation. And you all of a sudden you start to see that maybe this guy can be the quarterback of the future. I don't think we want to learn about it like that, but sometimes if you have lemons, you got to make lemonades. Mitch in New Jersey, you'll be up next when we start the next hour here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.